Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Mitt Podcast, episode number 55. And in this episode, we're gonna be discussing how to build your brand. This is ultimately how you want to be portrayed to your customer and ultimately the world. You don't need to be a CEO, a famous actor, or someone that's doing something on a global stage to have a brand. We all have brands. Think back to high school or when you're in grade school and you were growing up. We think of terms of like the bully or the popular kid in school, or the cheerleader, or the quarterback, or the star athlete, or the nerd. We'd classify all these people as all these things. You see it in movies. You hear it all the time growing up. Everyone has a brand. It's the way that people perceive you and ultimately talk about you when you're not around. Many times this is extremely difficult early on, or maybe at a smaller stage, because the only feedback that we're getting is not from millions of people or thousands of people across the world. Instead, it's usually our closest confidants, our friends, our best friend, boyfriend or girlfriend, your family. And while their insight is important, and I do say it is relatively valuable, depending on obviously who those people are, they can also have clouded judgment and they can see you with rose-colored glasses, meaning they're going to have a better perception of you because they know you. They know what you're great at. They know your downsides. So if you want to build a true brand image, You really need to talk to people who not necessarily love you or even hate you, but pretty much just don't care about you. Picture you just driving down a normal road and there's all these cars going back and forth. Do you want something bad to happen to those people? Of course not. But are you sitting there hoping for the best or wishing that something great's going to happen to you? Maybe if you think about it, but your day is busy. You're not concerned with who's in the car and what their day-to-day is like and what happened with their job. I'm sure if I asked you, you'd say, oh yeah, I wish them the best. But are you actually really thinking about it? Probably not. The reason is, is we're too consumed in our lives. We have our own problems. We have our own issues to think about. So the brand is the way that you're ultimately perceived. Let's think about the best in the world. We look at terms of Amazon, Apple. You look at some of the best sports teams in the world, Manchester United, New York Yankees, the Dallas Cowboys, how are they perceived? It's interesting because there's so many different ways. We can look at the media outlets, right? You see uh, Fox Business or Fox News. It's considered conservative uh, media. You look at CNN, extremely liberal. You see the Wall Street Journal, maybe the New York Times. Maybe it's a little mixed. So when you see all these different things, how do you ultimately want to be perceived? And I want to break down three ways to build a great brand, no matter if you're just starting out in your career, you're an entrepreneur and you're you're starting a business, or you want to expand and grow who you are as a person to open up more opportunities in your life. Number one, start with the basics. How do you want to be perceived and who is your audience? Each person has a niche or perception of who they are. For example, we see this with actors all the time. Jennifer Aniston, she is known for only making romantic comedies. Matthew McConaughey was probably the number one most watched lead man role in romantic comedies. He did that for the bulk of his acting career. But by the time he hit age 44, He was getting married, he was settling down, he was having kids, and most importantly, he was getting older, right? He knew he wasn't going to be the young, hotshot guy that was in romantic comedies. He said, look, I have to rebrand, but the problem is this. Hollywood only knew him for one thing. So if he immediately started to to try out and apply for an audition for all of these serious roles, people just wouldn't take him seriously. 
he had to back away for three, four, five years and turn down millions and millions and millions of dollars to recreate and rebrand who he was as a serious actor. Even if you're successful, if you ultimately want to do something that's completely opposite or even at a bigger scale later on in a later date, you have to be extremely conscious about what you're doing now. A huge mistake, I see this all the time on social media, and I know you guys likely do too, is people will do anything for attention. And while they do have some benefits to get a bunch of attention really early by saying something crazy or doing something that's embarrassing to get a lot of eyeballs, long-term, the respect that the audience has for them tanks. People don't respect them. And there's a great saying that I love and I've always tried to embody is never trade attention for respect. Respect will last longer than you can ever imagine. But attention comes today and it goes tomorrow. And we've seen this with actors. We've seen this with athletes. We've seen this with musicians, politicians. It seems like they're the next biggest thing. Everyone's talking about them, but all they're doing is getting quick attention and they're on to the next big topic. It takes a long time to build a respected, well-reputation audience that loves you for who you are, your ups, your downs, as you rebrand, as you adjust your audience, as you adjust your business. This takes time. And that's why the people who are the most successful have the most credibility in the brands that have, have operated and been successful and become the most you know, incredible companies in the world, they stuck to their brand image. They knew who they are and they always knew who is their customer. Two, creating a consistent brand image. If you want to build a long-term audience, you want to be known for a certain thing, you have to be consistent in the way that you're perceived. This goes with everything. If you're known to being a respectful, well-spoken person, and then suddenly you go crazy, get belligerently drunk, and do something outlandish in front of all of your employees, your brand is going to quickly change. Think of premier luxury brands like Louis Vuitton, Rolex, Ferrari. They're known by everyone. Many times people aspire their whole lives to be able to utilize these brands, wear them, use them, be able to buy them at some point. Think about Rolex. The average watch price is anywhere between $10,000 to as high as $100,000 for one watch. What if suddenly overnight they came out with a $300 watch? Imagine how quickly it could demolish their brand. If they're known for luxury watches that the pinnacle of people in the world actually go and spend their whole lives to try to buy and be able to wear, if suddenly they make a cheap watch that anybody can get, what do you think it would do to the value of all these expensive watches that people dream their whole lives of getting? It would crush it. Imagine Ferrari. There's the pinnacle of auto racing and cars that is known all over the world, suddenly came out with a $30,000 Ferrari that anybody could buy. It would demolish the brand. Just recently this year, Bud Light had one of the best names in beer. It was the number one most sold beer in the entire United States. They had a certain brand. They had a certain audience. And there was, there was executives in New York that was running the marketing department and wanted to get more brand exposure on TikTok. But they, instead of sticking to, okay, who is our brand? What is our audience? Who actually drinks Bud Light? They thought 
that because it was Pride Month, and this has no disrespect to LBTQ people, but what happened is they ended up doing a brand deal with a trans person that had nothing to do with Bud Light, would likely never drink Bud Light on her own, and suddenly now she does one brand deal with Bud Light, just one. Suddenly their brand value, their stock plummeted, causing them to lose billions and billions and billions of dollars. It was because their audience did not align with that type of person. Now, it could be controversial, but it's the truth. You have to know who your customer is. If you don't know who your customer is, you can ruin ruin 10, 20, 30 years of building an incredible brand in one decision. You have to stick to your core values and know who you are. Now, this doesn't mean that working with another company, working with that exact same person on TikTok could blow up their brand and make it loved like they've never seen, but it would align with that type of group and that type of customer. So it's important to always stick to what your brand is and never waver from it. If you're known for being someone that always keeps their word and is respectful, and if you say you're going to do something, you're going to deliver, and then suddenly you don't do that, everything that you've worked for could be killed overnight. You have to stand for who you are, know that this is the way that you want to perceive, and stick to your guns, or you cannot have a consistent brand image that people are going to build and help grow into a really successful audience or simply just in your career as a person that people can respect, rely on, which will open doors before you ever say one single word. Three, you have to protect your brand. As you grow, as you succeed, or simply as you move up in your career, even if you're not in the public limelight, what's going to happen is people are going to talk about you. You can't do anything worthwhile in life without people talking to you. And if you don't want to be talked about, simply just say nothing, do nothing, and be nothing. But if you do want anything out of life, you have to handle scrutiny. You have to handle people talking about you. And you have to know when is the right time to defend yourself? When should you stand up for yourself? When should you say something back? It depends. If it's someone that's so below you and away from you that they're just the loud booze coming from the the top of the stadium, ignore it. Don't worry about it. Run your race because the bulk of the crowd knows who you are, you're well-respected, and you have a great name for yourself and your career. But if this is someone at your same level or potentially even higher up, and they are scrutinizing who you are, your integrity, your abilities, who you, your company is, you have to defend yourself. Too many times we've gotten the advice, take the high road. You know, the good guys always win. Look, I'm not telling you to be a bad person, but I'm telling you if they are disrespecting your name, your brand, and your business, and you do not do anything about it, you don't stand up for yourself, you don't fight back, you don't punch back, not only does it tell every single other competitor or every person in the marketplace that it's okay to mess with you, but it's essentially saying, you know, what they're saying is true. You have to stand up for yourself and you have to teach the world and your audience that you know who you are, you're sticking to your integrities, and most importantly, you're someone that's going to stand on their ground and be who they are and protect themselves. That's what creates long-term respect. One, One of the best people at this I've seen is a little bit different than most of the media outlets is Barstool and Dave Portnoy. 
he has done incredible. And if you've seen his rise in the last five years, he ended up selling Barstool for hundreds of millions of dollars and ended up buying it back for $1. No one has been able to create a brand like Barstool. It's different, it's unique, and it's different than any other massive media outlet. But no one stands up for themselves quicker for Barstool than Dave. They talk bad about his brand. People like Business Insider and other big media outlets would come at Barstool. They would try to cancel him. And what was interesting is every time they tried to cancel him, they talked bad about his brand, that someone said this, said that. Many times he just said, look, this is who I am. I'm imperfect. I'm not going to always say something right, but this is who we are. And we're not backing down from you guys. You're not going to bully us. You're not going to cancel us. We are who we are and we're here to stay. And it was interesting because every single time that happened, Barstool got bigger. Dave Portnoy got bigger. Their brand, their market value went through the roof because this is the simple thing that David knew. His brand liked them for who they were. These were outsiders that didn't care about Barstool. They were just threatened by their growth. But if Barstool was already loved by all these people for who they currently were, through the ups, through the downs, when they said something crazy, when they did something outlandish, or they were just being themselves, they said, look, this is who we are. Deal with it. And if you don't like us, don't watch us. And the brand went through the roof. We've seen this happen with Dave Chappelle. He said controversial things. He said things that people went against him, but we didn't realize is that, look, his audience loved Dave Chappelle regardless. If he suddenly flipped and started acting like this completely different person, yeah, he might win over that 3 or 5% or 10% of those random people that were going to talk bad about him regardless. He would have lost his audience. So when all the media and everyone scrutinized Dave Chappelle, he stood up for himself. He stood his ground. He said his views. And his audience and his growth and his ticket sales went through the roof because he stayed true to who he was. You have to know your brand and you have to stand on the ground and say, look, if this is who you are and this is what you believe, you gotta be willing to look. I'm not gonna back down. I'm gonna stand up for myself, my brand, my family. And if they have a problem with it, then you know what? You have to deal with the repercussions. What happens is, guys, as you get bigger, and this doesn't mean on a public scale, but even just in a company that you're working for, on a team, on a sales force, as a manager, what happens is what you say, while it does still have value, your reputation gets many times bigger than what you could say. You see major politicians, you see Barack Obama, you see Donald Trump, you see Hillary Clinton. One speech cannot change their perception anymore. It would take years and years and maybe even a lifetime to rebrand those people. Yeah, they're polarizing figures. Not everyone is going to see that one speech, one. But two, is everyone has ultimately fixed their mindset on who these people are, how they feel about them, and what their thoughts are, whether they're positive or they're negative or they're neutral. And once you've built that consistent of your brand, your reputation opens and closes more doors than anything that you could say. There is no interview, there's no call that you can make to change the masses view if you've built a consistent brand over the years. It is difficult to recreate yourself and it takes time and calculation. So it's important that as you grow and as you move up in life and as you grow in your career, that you take every single thing that guards your reputation so seriously because it only takes one person, one article, 
one bad click, one bad sentence to run decades of efforts, success, and focus. We have to think long-term. When I was starting my company, Mitt Group, and for you guys that don't know, was, we're in the solar space and we've, we've branched out into a lot of different industries. Traditionally, solar it, it, at that time, it was very low pain when it came to commission. What I found is when I was starting my company is that sales reps just weren't making as much as they should have. And there was only a few companies that were really operating and they had done decent, but sales reps just weren't happy. And this was so sad because this was such an incredible industry. There was so much growth. There was so much potential. And so I kind of had the idea. I was like, look, not only do we work with the best and the best, have an incredible, uh, have an incredible brand, have incredible products, warranties, financing, all the backend support that can make a brand great. But if I wanted to attract the best of the best talent, I needed to back that up with paying them the best in the industry. I had a theory that said, look, what if we paid the most in the industry? We gave opportunity for them to to grow within the organization based off of merit and not based off politics or a degree or who you know or who you're friends with and who you're friends with in the company, but instead of what you're actually producing, but also giving them the ability to make life-changing money that can impact their family, their friends, the community, and ultimately the economy. If we could do that, could we be successful? And that was my hypothesis. I said, look, how about let's just put our people first, give them more opportunity than not, and invest in them. Could that translate into a successful company and organization that ultimately creates thousands and thousands and thousands of happy customers that grows into a great organization? And it worked. We ended up growing over 300% in two years, became one of the fastest growing companies in the United States, and was listed as a top best place to work three years in a row. In fact, a year ago, we were listed number one with a 98.98% rating. This wasn't because I was friendly. This wasn't because we had a couple managers that were just really nice and fun to work with. It happened because we stuck to what we were as a company, what our brand image was, and we never wavered from it. And it's important that as you grow, there's lots of things that are going to be thrown at you. People, criticisms, you're going to be backed into a corner where you're like, man, what do I do? Do I stick to my brand? Do I adjust? Just be conscious of your decision-making because it only takes one mess up, one mishap, one mistake to kill a lifetime or a decade or years of efforts, work, and success. We always have to be thinking long-term. Ultimately, Always ask yourself this in every instance. Is the attention worth losing the respect or do you want to play the long game? Do you want to build a foundation built on stone that can weather the storms? Because guys, look, the storms are going to fall on the just and the unjust. They're going to fall on everyone. When there's a recession, it doesn't matter how wealthy you are. You're going to feel it. Everyone is. If there's a hurricane that hits a certain city, everyone is going to feel it. If it rains tomorrow, it's going to rain on everyone. The storm is eventually going to end. That's what people forget. When times are good, they forget that they're ever going to be bad. And when times are bad, they forget they're ever going to be good again. And what happens when the storm clears, the winners that end up staying there are the ones that built a strong core foundation. They knew their audience. They knew how they wanted to perceive. And they didn't trade short-term attention for respect. They stuck to their core values. They did business and they did things the right way. 
and it's going to pay unbelievable amount of dividends to their life, to their family, to their business, to whatever, because they stuck to their core values. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much as always for the support and love. And I hope to see you guys again for episode 56. As always, you can find me on all my social media channels at Grant Mint. And then that, I hope you guys have an incredible week. Thank you guys.